hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. I'm so glad you came to hang out with me today in Insurance Town. It's a big day. It's an exciting day. I'm glad you're here because without you, I wouldn't be here. And you know how much I love you. Thank you. Today's guest is off the charts, full of passion, full of life, full of energy. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation that we had because uh, she's going to put you in a good mood. And she's going to get you thinking about things in a way that you've never thought about before. I promise you, you will not want to miss this episode. Before I get into that, I got to talk about my sponsors because they are amazing and they will help you. I only partner up with people that I know are going to help you, the agent, whether you're the agency owner, the principal, whether you're the, uh, the CSR or the account manager, the agent. I want to make sure that whatever we do, if you're a claims rep, if you're whatever, I want to make sure that whatever we put out there helps you become a better insurance professional. That's my goal with this podcast. So let me get into these three sponsors before we get into the show. And I'm going to hit them at a high level. We got Smart Choice. Oh my gosh, my newest sponsor, my title sponsor for the show is Smart Choice. You can gain access to 100 plus carriers, 3,000 products, uh, and you can get appointed and do all this with no fees, low production requirements. I mean, you can hit profit sharing levels like real quick. You think about those contracts you have to sign where you have X amount of dollars you're going to hit and a certain amount of loss ratio to get before you get profit sharing, before you earn that trip, not with smart choice, low production requirements, competitive commissions. You know, they want to help you to grow your business. They've got over 8,600 independent agencies, more than 100 carriers, $58 billion in written premiums, the fastest growing agency network in the nation for a reason. You need to go to smartchoiceagents.com. Go to find a market, click on the map. There's a big map that's going to pop up. Click on the different states and find your rep, find your contact, email them, call them, reach out to them, and find out how you can get better connected with Smart Choice. My second that I got to talk about who's been with me from the beginning is Canopy Connect. Canopy Connect is awesome. Uh, they are your one-click solution. To getting those deck pages, you need to quote your prospects. You get the deck pages and on those deck pages, as you know, you get driver's list, you get uh, the loss information, you get the carrier information, you get everything right in there. The VIN numbers, it's all there in one click and it emails it all to you. Fantastic. Go to app.usecanopy.com backslash my name Heath and you can get your discount, schedule a demo, do all kinds of awesome and amazing things. Uh, Tolga and his team are amazing. Lastly, I cannot go without saying I'm super excited about my new partnership with CoverDesk. CoverDesk is a win-win solution to help grow your business. With highly skilled team of virtual assistants, you immediately eliminate the overhead or the, the burden of administrative tasks. You can lower your overhead costs without sacrificing customer service and support. They uh, they put all of their virtual assistants through this extensive training. They know our industry front and back. They know how to speak the language. They know how to get into your management systems. They know how to solve those problems uh, and take care of those things. They help you find the best virtual assistants for your team. You're a part of the process from the very beginning. You have full control. They interview with you and you have control and pick which virtual assistant you get. It's unbelievable. It is so cool. Andy Priestman is doing some big, big things over there. 
if you want to learn more, go to coverdesk.com or you can email hello at coverdesk.com and they'll get back to you. Uh, phone number is 512-879-3345. I love what they're doing. It's exciting and it's fun. On to today, we've got Sayla Hirsch. Sayla Hirsch is awesome. She's so passionate about branding. You're going to learn so much from her. This has been a long intro, so I'm going to get out of the way. Sit back, relax, express my brand. Check out Sayla Hirsch. Sayla, what's happening, sis? I'm with the mayor of insurance town today. (laughs) (laughs) You have arrived. You've made it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited you are here. It's been a long time coming. We've been talking about this for a couple of months now, uh, and I remember... Our first conversation, uh, I should have hit record then because we just went on and on and on and had a good time. So I'm excited about today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me, Heath. I love what you're doing for independent insurance agencies all over the country. And I know, yeah, our energy is a little bit like a pretty big mashup here. So I'm ready for some power packed conversation today. Yeah, as the kids would say, I'm a little extra. And I think we probably both are. So we're going to have a good time. Uh, first thing I got to know, Sayla, uh, is that like the Bible Sayla or is that like a, um, uh, a family name or whatever? What is that? Tell you know, that's that. great that you recognize that it is actually, it is Hebrew and it is yes. in the Bible. Um, it is hilarious that I was given that name because the more that anyone listens to this conversation, they're going to find that it means in Hebrew to pause and wait on God. But I am a redhead, very caffeinated and very passionate <laughs> about this conversation. So I tend to roll about a thousand miles a minute and my husband is so nice to remind me sometimes like slow your roll take that pause (laughs) (laughs) and I think that's that's what I needed to pace through life (laughs) oh that is perfect yeah I was a biblical studies major in college so I recognized in psalms and whatnot so that name Sayla would come up and so in fact when I was doing some actually we're going to get off on a side tangent for a minute but I studied Greek and Hebrew And, you know, some of the translations mean exclamation um, or praise. And so you're definitely definitely an exclamation. So I will, uh, you know, I'll receive that. It's just an encouragement of the heart. And I do believe that. Well, and that's where you'll see brand messaging. You know, they they speak into the personhood of who someone is. I will totally look into that because I would love to add an exclamation point. In fact, that's even just part of my mission is to bring out the best in people and brands everywhere. So if I can have that that is going to be something I'm going to carry with me everywhere is to be that exclamation point I love that yeah if I'm wrong let me know but if not don't tell it on live on air or anything just, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but tell me Selah let's we'll take a walk down memory lane my audience loves to get to know especially someone outside of our industry yeah uh, let's let's get to know you a little bit let's take a walk down memory lane talk to me about wow who. Well, I've always, I've been raised by a family of business owners. And so I can relate really deeply and I think closely with so many of the uh, independent agency owners who are joining us in this conversation today. First of all, let me just take a moment before we even talk or you get to know me. And let me just tell you, thank you so much for the work that you do. I truly believe that the backbone of our country is built on the independent business owner. And I know what that looks like to both provide for your family and to 
and to carry that responsibility and also to care for your community or to care for your team, your staff, your employees. And I've seen um, so many members of my family, you know, committed to to build their business, committed to um, contribute to their communities and to uphold their team and to care for them as family. And I just love that you're doing that. I hope this conversation just encourages you today in an area where you're looking to strengthen your reputation or just grow in your capacity, you know, to, to be remarkable, you know, in your customer experiences so that your business can succeed. And so um, let's see here. My background, you know, I, I, I'm, if you've ever done like the strength finders test, I'm this hot, hot, you know, jelly bean mix here of activator, strategic maximizer and woo. So it was like, I was carved out to be in communications from the womb. Right. And, um, originally I was headed in the direction of public relations and advertising. I was on a track. Um, I say to write Doritos commercial commercials out of an agency in Manhattan or somewhere. That was my life goal. I have had some really fun work and just commercial work and advertising, but it was through a series of really really neat, um, I think, uh, uh, conversations that were not by accident, that for quite a while, my eyes were opened uh, to work in the nonprofit sector, specifically in major donor development. So I kind of pivoted from, again, writing those Doritos commercials and really going into hardcore advertising for products that we might use every day. And I like to say that my heart found its place of passion in doing the same thing for missions and causes. And so I cut my teeth for a large number of years working with amazing nonprofits all over the country. I've lived in LA, St. Louis, Atlanta, um, all different places where they have just, they're making a difference in the world. They're making a difference in people's lives. They're making our world better. And in order to do that, they needed to sell, and I use that word just delicately, their mission to passionate people who resonate with it. So you can see it's the same branding, marketing, selling experience, but I realized it was one I wanted to personally hang my hat on because I felt like um, it made a difference in the world. And I learned through that experience so much of what it takes to effectively be able to communicate who you are. And that brought in just, um, you know, just the, I'd say the awareness from speaking. I, I've worked with, oh my goodness, amazing, you know, major league football players, baseball players, uh, Forbes ranked millionaires, Forbes ranked billionaires. I mean, people all over the country and major donors. And here's the couple things I have found, Heath. Number one, it all comes down to authentic communication because they can sniff out someone in a hot second, just like your customer can, you know, if you're just saying all the right words or you're saying all the shiny words, but you're not able to back it up with the value that you're truly able to provide. I'm giving you a glimpse right now to the beginning of brand messaging is what it is. And that's, and then on the flip side, we don't have a lot of time. We need to get our message across to those people. And so again, for over a dozen years, I worked on specific major donor high-end conversations that needed to be able to be told both um, authentically and passionately, but also concisely. And, and that's where just learning the power of effective communication in order to do what? Bridge the gap between uh, what it is that you're trying to communicate and who it is you're trying to communicate to. And that birthed Express My Brand. That's my that's the company I run. We are a boutique, high-touch 
power-packed agency that specializes in brand development to build better, bolder brands. And how do you do that? We work on truly smashing and breaking through the places of generic that every business, nonprofit, personal brand has. You know, it just kind of creeps up. And whether we use words that are kind of vanilla or we've gotten a little too um, diverse in our offerings and we're not niche enough for people to understand what we, you know, what we provide, or perhaps we lack the brand story to effectively communicate, whether it's in high feel or high uh, quantification, you know, the, the value we provide. And so we specialize really heavily in brand messaging on being able to help business owners understand exactly, you know, what, what the value is that their business provides. There's a lot of clarity work in there and clarity is a buzzword, but I smash through buzzwords and I'm all about putting handles on things. So we do a lot of clarity work. And then from clarity, I might talk about this even a little bit later is where the creativity comes and people all want to be creative. We all want to stand out in our brands. We want to be distinct. And that first has to come again from that place of just true understanding of where I'm positioned in my industry and then finding ways to express it that reflect our brand culture. So that's a little bit of walk down memory lane and a little bit that brings me to the work that I get to do every day now. Oh, that's awesome. There's so much I can unpack just from that intro. Uh, and I appreciate you taking that walk with me. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. Um, I'll start with the, because of my, who my wife is. Um, my wife's also in this industry and she gets so frustrated, especially, you know, me and she and I talk about a lot when people use buzzwords or they use the same lines that everybody uses, or if I'll come home and say something, you know, and I accidentally use a word that's a buzzword in her eyes, she always just chastises me and gives me a hard time. Like, honey, really? You're better than that. Don't use those words. Um, so this is for you, honey. So tell me more about that. Um, if you know me well enough, you know how much I adore my wife. Uh, so I have to do that for her. She hates those buzzwords. So here you say you kind of avoid those a little bit. When mm-hmm. some people run towards them, I think that's a huge thing. So tell me a, a little bit about, you know, what that is uh, and what that means to you and, and express my brand. Okay. I love it. Tell me your wife's name, by the way. What, what is your wife's name? Stacy. Stacy. Hey, Stacy. We're totally shouting out to you right now. I love, love, love that you challenge Heath and everyone who you get to work with on this. Here's the, okay. So here's the funny story. And I'll connect the dots to branding. So we have three small children. Okay. We have, we have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old. So our lives, uh, that's also probably why I drink all the caffeine. I got to just keep up with life everywhere. Right? So, we have we have 13, eight, and 10. So I get it. Man, it's no stop moment. And so we're you know passionate about helping our children learn how to become effective communicators at where they are in their lives. And that's something we're all working on. I think... And I'm, I don't have a stat to back this up here, but I think, you know, they say one of, you know, one of the greatest fears people have is public speaking, you know, being able to communicate and whether it's to three people or 3000 people or 30,000 people it doesn't matter. It's just that ability, I think, to, to get our words in the right direction. So a few a months, a few months ago or so back, we realized that the kids were telling us about their day and they were using the word, um, you know, you're talking and, um, man, um, and you know, we, we don't want to shame them or, and I mean, again, I have something I got to work on too. you know, call them out. And however, we had this fun little moment. We, we came up with this little game that when someone said, um, without even thinking about it, we would gently remind them by going, um, bum, bum. And so it was kind of this little thing where when we would talk or I'd be getting them ready for school and I'd be like, Hey guys, we got to go. Um, we need to, and they'd be like, mom, um, bum, bum. And it was like, Oh, this little trigger. And it was the coolest thing. All of us 
my husband included, and he's a fabulous communicator, have all grown into a better place of our communication by a couple things. First of all, just being aware of the fact that we have filler words or in our marketing, we have generic words and creating these places of trigger. And a lot of times when I work with companies, I think it's a big trigger in a good way. It's a good intentional trigger to say, you know what, we need to kind of reveal or expose these areas that we have gotten used to, or we've gotten accustomed to without realizing. And I, first of all, so I just recognize the fact that intentional work in brand development it requires that focus and it is creating deep seeds into what will be, you know, the thriving brand that everyone wants to have. But specifically when it comes to generic words, I say, and this is just from the work that I see every day from the outside perspective, looking in at someone's brand heath is a lot of times when it comes to marketing, I feel like we all move from a place of heart to a place of head. And we use words like leverage and synergize. And, you know, we just get into this vein, especially if you're like a big, you know, a business personal growth, leadership development reader, man, we are just grabbing every big word that's awesome to say, but we've we've moved from a place of authentic, you know, passion perhaps. And what I have found that if I can ask the right questions of, of a CEO, of a team, you know, of a business that so many times when they're not thinking, they speak out of their brand message and they use keywords or they use catchphrases that they may say all around the office, but for whatever reason, they feel like they have to translate or put on this facade, perhaps, you know, of something else when it comes to their external marketing. And I love going, whoa, 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 whoa catch that right there. Listen to the way you said that phrase. And that is your words. Those are your remarkable brand words. You know, not every catchphrase is meant to be your brand slogan, but there's so many that inspire. And that through that inspiration, we can smash those buzzwords. We can smash those generic, again, vanilla kind of words and find the ones that we can embrace. Our entire team can repeat because that's the real litmus test and ultimately create distinction. What do you think about that? No, I completely agree with you. And I, I like that you're getting, and again, I hate to use a buzzword, but you used it earlier. So I'm gonna call you out on it. But uh, you said, you know, authentic communication. And that's one of the biggest buzzwords is authenticity. But at the same time, I don't know a whole lot of other synonyms that, you know, match up better than that. But I think if you get them talking from their branding, and from their uh, their own personal brand or company brand, then the better communication it's going to be, and the more they feel comfortable talking about it. So I yeah. agree with you, and it also brings up another thing you brought up earlier. Um, now I want to unpack a minute. I think this goes along with that. Is you know I had somebody tell me this past week, um, and I'll ask you real quick um, if you do you know, and maybe you've heard this definition, the difference between sales and marketing. Ooh, the difference between sales and marketing. Someone has not asked me that in a while. I believe marketing is, you know, it's it's a push. I always look at, you know, push and pull. And we're pushing, you know, to different audiences and segments where they are in their buyer's journey, key marketing messages and key calls to action that move them to engagement. I look at sales as, as the, 
Maybe we'll say it's like the engine or the steering wheel, you know, that goes into marketing that is driving people so that they can truly see what we're, what we're communicating to them. And sales involves, you know, pain points. It involves pictures of transformation. It involves clear understanding of what I do, what I offer and how it's different. And so I, I kind of look at them as interlocking a little bit. I'd love to hear if you have a different uh, perspective of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had a guy, I was actually, my wife and I love to go to um, those uh, estate sales. Uh, we are huge fans of estate sales as, as boring as that may sound. I love to snoop around in people's stuff and my wife loves to buy their stuff if it's cool. So <laughs> we have a great time. So I'm actually talking to this uh, elderly gentleman at the place and he he was he could tell I was a salesman. We were talking and laughing and about stuff. And he said, you know the difference? And I said, no. And he said, sales is um, what you're doing to close that deal. Marketing mm-hmm. is everything you do going up to that point. Yeah, there you and go. So mm-hmm. I thought this uh, that old man perspective uh, I don't know the guy's name, but just a shout out. So I was thinking about I like that. that. But none of those things can happen, in my opinion. I think they all have to have that branding surrounded with that. And to get to that point, and you're going to use that in your sales and your marketing yes. and everything that you're doing. And I think it's been overlooked for a long time until whatever, you know, I guess mid uh, early 2000s, whenever, you know, social media came up. And then I think it really started making us think mm-hmm. more about our branding. And you think about, or at least I do, and I'm sure you tell people this too, if I'm putting out a LinkedIn post or a, a video or a picture of me and my kids or whatever I'm doing, I have to think about, is that on my brand? Or is that something that's mm-hmm. going to represent my brand well? And you know, I, I tell my kids that all the time. They don't have social media accounts yet. Thank the Lord. But my 13-year-old you know, wants one. And I'm like, son, everything you put out there, it, it will never go away. It's there forever. And you have to make sure you're representing the Sharon's well, representing mm-hmm. yourself well, because it's going to be pulled up one day you're in a job interview, or you're going to be pulled up someday when you're talking to somebody. Anyway, not to get into my family, my kids, but I think that all of that sales, marketing, all the things you were talking about all goes back to the branding. And you and I exchanged some emails and I wanted to hear more about, you talk about knowing your brand's DNA, mm-hmm. uh, your, your purpose, your mission, those kind of things. I'd love to hear some more on that unless you want to go back and talk about the sales and marketing thing too, but, you know, kind of leading into that question a little bit. Well, I think we're tying them together right now, Heath, is what we're doing. And and the example you gave of your child is a great example because sometimes I find in branding people, it's like, what is that? And you're right. People are always like, tell me where the marketing is. I mean, where's the ROI on this? Right. And it works, it works hand in hand. Um, and I love the example of the child you gave because what you referenced is his reputation. What is he going to be known for? And let's all be honest, when we see people post stuff on social, I mean, I, I'm glad that social is meant to be social. It's meant to make us more interactive, more human, more connected. But man, can we take that way too far, put our feelings on our sleeve, rant about something in a way that people are like, oh, you know what I mean? And just, it turns people off and it shows another side of yourself. And, um, and I, and so we're talking a little about being authentic, which we have to be, but we have to be very aware of how we're posturing ourselves again, not in a way that's fake, but in a way that represents what we want to be known for. And brand is the heart and the soul of a company. It's the heart and soul of any nonprofit. It's also the the personal representation of who you are. If you are a coach, a consultant, you know, an author, a speaker on that personal brand side as well, 
But it cannot be overlooked because what it does is I believe that the brand informs the marketing plan. It works together. And you and if and if you're going straight to a marketing plan, you are going to run helter skelter, you know, chasing platforms, chasing messages, you name it, but you're not going to be grounded. And that's the DNA that you're talking about here. And don't glaze out on me. Hold on. If someone's about to glaze out because they think we're talking purpose mission statement, I want to bring you back into this conversation. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not, I'm not zoning out. I'm with you. No, I'm, I'm talking to the audience. I'm talking to the audience. Oh, no, they're not going to. No, because I see sometimes people are like, oh, here we go. It's like a mission statement on the wall. And I need to create a little video sometime, Heath, of I'm picturing like a little 1990s vision statement, like, er, and like fall off the wall. Because that's not our type of branding we're talking about here. But in order to lead people, your customers, your staff, you know, on a retention level, your existing customers, your marketing uh, materials, you know, procuring and lead gen new customers into your business, everyone has to have a true understanding of who you are and what you stand for. And that can be broken down a myriad of different ways, you know, but at the end of the day, a company's purpose needs to be clear or you will not connect with them. It will create a division between my understanding of what you offer and how it either serves myself, you know, my internal needs, you know, my felt needs, my exterior needs, or, you know, maybe some level of like kind of a philosophical or a world kind of level community of, uh, you know, world style community of needs. And that's where I find, again, sometimes we business owners, we get to doing what we're doing, but we forget our why. And that's where I'd say more than anything is getting clear on why do you exist and letting that help to inform what you want to be known for. And our whys are meant to be bigger than us. They're meant to be what inspires us to wake up every day and pursue our businesses. Our whys are what help us push through, you know, customer complaints or growing into a new niche when it feels scary or it feels overwhelming because we know why we are in business. And I don't think, and you know, an emerging brand, they have to get clear on their why, but I don't think it's ever two steps forward and three steps back for a business owner to take a pause for a minute. In fact, I've worked with companies right now that have been around. In fact, a few of my existing clients right now have been around 50, 70, one's a hundred year old business. And they're taking them in to say, Sayla, work with our team for a minute and help us remember why we do what we do. And if you've ever listened to Simon Sinek's uh, famous TED Talk, it's the one piece of uh, my marketing uh, package that I use that is someone else's uh, resource. Go and listen to his TED Talk. I think it's one of the most famous TED Talks of all time, but he helps to say in a way that is just un undeniably Simon Sinek, why we do helps us say, and that's how we do it and what we do. But if you're only known for your what, and you haven't really delved into the heart and the DNA of why your brand exists, then I do believe you're missing out on a place that's going to create even greater power and greater understanding in your marketing plans to effectively communicate and engage your ideal target audience. No, I think, I think you're dead on. And I, and I love what you say here because a lot of times we don't we don't think about that. And so many insurance agents that I talk to on a day-to-day basis, they probably don't know their why, or they think, oh, my why is to make money to provide for my family. Well, that's everybody's why, in my opinion. <laughs> and I know that sounds rude and that sounds hateful, but I mean, you, you hear that so much, or you know, my why is whatever it may be um, that is not related to a, a personal why or a 
you know, branding why it's more to make money or to keep the lights on or to make sure that Shirley, you know, or Johnny or Billy over here that work for me have a paycheck every day. And while that's great intentions, I feel like it's not, you know, a, a good enough why or a branding why that mm-hmm. you can put a stamp on or an exclamation point to. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to hear, you know, maybe do you have some exercises that you use to help people maybe to define their why within their own brand messaging? Yeah, I can give you a couple. I mean, definitely my, I would recommend watching that TED Talk by Simon Sinek. Go ahead and understand why matters. You know, why, why does why matter is what I'm saying there. Like you said, it's not just keep doing what I'm doing for the sake of revenue. Like you just said, we're all, that's why we're all in business. Come on now. But from a place that's going to help you uh, to grow in your business is going to be taking that, that, that understanding. So just go ahead and absorb that. And I would encourage you to do a few things, run that exercise. It takes 10 minutes. I mean, it depends on how long you like to process for. If you're a high processor, give yourself an hour, but like, it's very simple what I do, how we do it, but why do we do it? And don't try to come up with a perfect answer. You know, business owners, we're all leaders. We're a bunch of chiefs around the table. We all feel like we've got to have the right answer in the most succinct amount of words coming off the tip of our tongue. Don't make it a brainstorm exercise and just go. I mean, I love bullet points. I talk in bullet points. I think in bullet points. I write a lot of brand messaging in bullet points. Let yourself just dream that out for a little bit, especially if you've been in business for a while. You know, take a minute and just really just dig into a deeper place. It's going to give you so many insights into how you operate the best and where maybe you need to pivot in your business as well. Um, and then I like to say, run that with some of your team. If you if you are a, um, an owner of a smaller team, I invite your whole team to the table. Or if you've got, you know, your management team or your lead team, perhaps, you know, or your sales team. I mean, it's neat to see also to it done through different teams. And I'll tell you why. I would even add to that. Can I add to that real quick? You keep going. Put a pin in that. You have ADHD like me. Don't forget. No, I'll remember. (laughs) But I would also say in that, and I've tried to tell people the same thing. Yeah, it's it's great to get your management involved and get some of your key players involved. But if you know there's some, whether a key player or a manager or not, they're creative thinker. Yeah. And they can, you know, they understand your brand. You know, there's people within your agency or your company or your business that, again, may not be in management, but they get it. They know your brand. And they might be able to articulate it better than you can. Well, because they're looking at it from a different perspective. That's what it is. And we have to invite other people to the table. I had a fabulous uh, season in my life. I got to work with Dr. John Maxwell. If you're familiar with leadership materials, I love John Maxwell. And he talks about staff your weaknesses, you know, like that's the whole law of the lid. We all have a lid that's on us. It's our personality. It's the way we see the world. It's how we operate. You know, if you've never done strength finders with your team, I'm a huge fan of understanding the strengths within your team, but then also knowing the areas of self-awareness. And that's where I find, again, a lot of times as business owners, we've got to invite other people's perspectives to the table. Maybe it's a multi-generational perspective. You know, if you're a boomer generation, get some of your millennial team around the table. You know, if you are, again, kind of leading from a place of inside the company, bring your field, bring your sales team to the table, get the gal or the guy who answers the the phone at your company to the table. I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to have places of engagement with your target 
target customers, your ideal audience at different points in that person's journey. And they're going to help see with their eyes as both a team player, but also to through the eyes of your customers, again, what, what you do and how it really makes a difference. And then what it does is it carves out that deeper space of asking ourselves another set of questions. Let me give you a page. Let me rip you a page right out of my playbook here. Know your why. And then let's ask ourselves a couple of things. Let's talk about uh, perceptions and realities, okay? Perceptions and reputation here. And ask ourselves for a minute, maybe pick a segment of your audience. If, you know, maybe this is your personal lines versus your commercial lines, you know, create a place where you can really um, understand the question you're asking to the audience. But Look ask at yourself, you talking our language. Yeah, I'm learning it. I'm learning, aggregate. No. <laughs> It's really fun learning the insurance industry language. I'm loving it. But, you know, ask yourself for a minute, you know, to our, to our, to our customers and our personal lines, you know, how are we currently being perceived? And just take a minute. And again, ask that of the team. Don't get defensive. Don't get defensive. How are we perceived? We're, per- you know, and I don't want to get into that too much in spitball for a minute, but like, and then the question is, what is our reputation to those customers? Perception, reputation. Ask what is our current view? You know, same thing goes to maybe your commercial lines or maybe, you know, moving from um, auto policies to life insurance. Again, kind of take a minute and look through the lens and say, okay, you know, how are we currently perceived and what we offer or the work or the customer service that we do? And what is our current reputation? Okay. And look for, again, let's look for a mixed bag here of strength and areas of self-awareness. And then ask the table, okay, or ask yourself, what do I want our perception to be of us? And what do I want our reputation to be for us? Again, this is how we kind of get through that big amoeba of branding. But I will tell you, at that point in a conversation, I can gain so many tactical insights into where someone is positioned now and where they want to be. And so do you see right there, that's where the brand is informing some of the marketing. That's going to tell you, okay, when we have a new policy holder sign up, we want to have a a phone call within 24, 48 hours, welcoming them to our agency. Note, if you do not do personal phone calls, if there is not some point of gratitude recognition beyond signing of the contract or buttoning up, you know, of, of those policy details, you are missing out on creating remarkable customer experiences. But this is the, I heard I'm here, right, Heath, I'm just going to put a bow on it and tag you back in here. But like, this is how our why you know, to be, again, however effective and remarkable that we want to be to create a difference with our company and our business here connects to those, you know, kind of informed, this is our perception, this is our reputation that helps to create some of the tactics and how we talk about our business, our commitment to our customers. And then ultimately where actions do speak louder than words because we're backing it up in our branded customer journey. And so I hope that maybe that helps just the, you know, the, 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 the people listening today to see how branding and marketing work hand in hand to create fabulous customer engagement. No, I, I, yes. Uh, I think you did a great job on that. And, and so I, I'm picturing, and I'm wondering if you're into this because I, I, uh, I've never really been a part of this in, in too many circles, but um are you a big fan of the whiteboarding where you'll just throw it all up there, just, you know, rapid fire, get it out there. It's like a Picasso, Heath. Are you kidding? I like drool over whiteboarding. Yeah. <laughs> but then I categorize and put them all together. <laughs> yes. No, I'm with you. Uh, you know, my wife and I own this business together. And so we don't get to have a whole lot of opportunities to whiteboard stuff, but we try to do it with the kids on certain things that, you know, if we're going on vacation or whatever, but as far as like in a big business setting, I've never really gotten that opportunity a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. So 
Uh, I might just call you one of you so we can whiteboard something. Do it. Whiteboard, yeah, be- <laughs> start with whiteboarding your perception and your reputation, your yeah. current view versus your desire view. And then sit back and look at that board and say, okay, what do we need to do to align where we are now yep. and where we want to go? And it doesn't need to be a laundry list. Okay. I'm, a, I'm an overachiever personality and I can sometimes be yeah. like, give me more to do. No, no, no. Here it might just be like, okay, what are the two or three things we need to do? Or where are there gaps, you know, between here that we can button up? And sometimes I find that it's not even to, I mean, we're talking stuff that's very culture right now driven. This is not, I'm not asking you to add 10 grand a month to your marketing budget. Okay. This is stuff that you can do now because we're talking focus. We're talking intentionality is what we're talking about. And you can align your team. You can bring, you know, again, interaction or timeliness into different points of conversation, you know, into different points of your customer journey, because your eyes are opened and you're very clear that you are the only one that is both responsible and has the power to build your brand. No one else will do it for you. If anything, their assumptions will be your brand's story. It's up to you to drive it forward. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's, uh, you know, right on with, you know, my next couple of questions that I had, but uh, I love that, you know, the whole conversations, you know, anytime I've ever had a conversation with someone about branding uh, throughout my 20 years in this business, Normally, the first thing that comes out is, you know, their logo. And I'm like, there's so much more. And you've yet to mention a, a logo one time. And I appreciate that. Because it's so much more than just your logo and just slapping it on everything. You know, and I, I think I've talked to our good friend, Chris Paradiso, about this. It's mu- a lot more than just, you know, happy 4th of July with your logo in the bottom corner of your Facebook message. Or, you know, happy Columbus Day with your little logo in the bottom corner. So much more to branding that. You have yet to mention anything about logos. So thank you. And don't mention it one time in this podcast. Can I say one thing though about that? And then I am so <laughs> glad we will not talk about logo. No, I'm just I, messing with you. Say it no, all you but want that's, to. You're, you nailed it, Heath. You nailed it. Everyone runs to the visual side, the logo. Yes. I can't tell you how many times a week people will ping me on social or send me an email. Hey, what do you think of our logo? Or what do you think of our website homepage? You know, because, you know, I'm looking at that doing a grunt test. How much do I feel like I can really get from you in like five seconds or 10 second type of litmus yeah. test? And the first thing I say back is, well, what are you trying to communicate? Because a pretty design is a dime a dozen. And I'm a, I'm a nut for beautiful design. My brand is high color. I love to look at brands that are high color. I love when people create the messaging that I help them to build and put it into beautiful design. But if, but if you don't know what you're trying to communicate first, then you are just shooting, you know, kind of like a, a paint gun or something like that, you know, and it's not from a place that's effectively working as a tool to communicate your brand. And I'll mention Chris for a second, because Chris is so well known in this space. And, you know, I love that Chris has spent so much time honing his verbal brand and his visual brand. So when he does put the American flag on, yes, it, of course, it represents so much of our country. But if you may or may not know this, I'm just bragging on him. His brand, why is grounded in a true place of patriotism. And it's grounded in a place that his company and the work that he does every day through all of the things he does tethers, there's the why, it's his why that's tethered to his what. And so when you see the flag, you may have only looked at it before and thought, oh, that's really beautiful. That's really moving. It's highly intentional. And that's because he's done the work to get in touch with his brand, bring it across his team, bring it across all of his visual channels to the consistency that everyone desires in their visual look. No, you're exactly right. I love his 
flag day stuff and everything he does with his calendars is all like he and I have been through his branding book. I guess you probably put together his branding guide or his branding book, but and we'll get to that in just a few minutes too. But you know, it's funny you talk about your brand is you know bright colors and loud. My brand is black and white and gray, so uh, you're gonna have to be uh, stuck in black and white if the video comes out. But um, you're gonna have to get over it because you got that beautiful <laughs> red hair and yeah, it's gonna be great. It look great in color, but you're gonna have to be in black and white. <laughs> But that was something I intentionally did with my branding. I like that. Because for me, I would see when I would scroll through, you know, my Facebook or my LinkedIn or I'd scroll through whatever, I saw all these bright and crazy colors coming at me and everybody was trying to get as loud and as crazy as they could. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a little different and run the opposite way and I'm going to go black and white. I and love that. When I put out videos and clips and whatnot, it's all black and white. And people are always like, you got to do it in color. I was like, first of all, this guy looks better in black and white. So I do it all black and white, baby. But uh, on, on top of that, I just, I felt like, you know, someone told me a long time ago, uh, when you see someone going this way, run the opposite direction and you'll see mm -hmm. some effectiveness. So I thought I would do that. I've had so many people tell me how, you know, uh, unique that is. So I like that. Okay. I have to tell you something really funny on that. So here's, yeah. really, here's something cool. Um, my husband loves to read. He's a voracious reader. We love leadership development. And uh, he challenged himself to put his entire smartphone on black and white mode. Did you know that you can actually put your entire phone into grayscale, black and white mode, every I single did, app, yeah. everything. And I didn't think I, I don't think I knew that. And um, uh, he's and to this day, it's probably been well over a year now. He's kept it on that because he has gleaned the principle of, um, you know, obviously we all get sucked into the scroll and the color and the pinging of our eyes and how that then can negate our productivity and our, our focus. Right. And so I love that he's very driven towards personal development and professional growth. But I took that as a challenge in brand development and I tested it for a while and I put my phone into grayscale and I scrolled my brand. I scrolled other people's brands. And I said, if you're right, if you strip out the color, I begin to focus more into the message for a minute. You know what I mean? I'm not just by, you know, in a good way, again, good, beautiful photos. Our, our whole world is a, is a visual world. We have sure. to be aesthetically pleasing. If not, oh God, you are behind in the times with your brand. Okay. <laughs> but right. my point is that if, you, if that's another cool way that business owners can say, you know what, let me in a sense, whether it is actual literal grayscale or not, if I take away the beauty that this message is being carried in and I only look at the messaging, what, and here's great three questions to ask if you're taking notes, what do I want people to see in the messaging? Now go with me for a minute now. What do I want people to see in the messaging? You know, what is the picture of value? What's the picture of, of solutions? You know, what is the picture of kind of end result or transformation or success that's being communicated through our messaging? What do I want people to see? What do I want people to feel? And I, I am not going to take you to kumbaya, but I will take you that into there. There has to be a, 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 a felt connection between a brand and that can, and that has to be yours. It can't be mine. It can't be someone else's. It has to be, how does your brand want people to feel relieved? I want them to feel energized. I want them to feel empowered. I want them to, to feel inspired. Don't worry. We're not going into buzzwords here. We're going into the depth of understanding of how your brand moves someone. And then ultimately, what do I want people to know? What I want to see, what I want to feel, what do I know? And again, when you put those against there, I typically find that 
you know, a lot of times you're hitting probably easily two of those ringtones, but there could be a third one that you could add to. And it's just a way to put a magnifying glass on your messaging, whether that's a digital flyer, whether that's scrolling your social media feed. I'm a huge nut for home uh, website homepage copy and really looking at how that that narrative rolls out to someone. But if you just look at those and ask those three questions, I hope that you'll find just by the nature of asking those, maybe one of them brings to light an area that you can say, you know what? We may know this within our team, but maybe we're not bringing this out enough. And it's just those subtle shifts that keep building a brand. A brand is not a statue. It's not the logo that is beautiful. And you just put on the wall and and it's a set it and forget about it. Every single day you are feeding your brand. It is either growing it's stagnating or God forget it's it is declining. I have some background in uh, reputation management and, uh, and liability there. And so, you know, worked with some of that PR crisis a little bit, but you know what I'm saying? It, it, every day you're nurturing it every day you're feeding it. And the question is, what are you feeding it? And it's either going to be happen chance. It's going to be kind of like, oh, we just got to keep doing our thing. Team's doing our thing. People are going to know what we're going to do or, you know, or you're going to intentionally say, no, I'm going to feed this a little bit more, you know, so that ultimately it can really um, ground down and create distinction for our company. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm with you. I, I'm going to agree with you, everything you're saying, because uh, I think we come from the same place. Uh, I love that you're, I still consider Oklahoma the South, so I love that we're both Southerners. Um, and I think there's more country music there than there is in Nashville, where I grew up, or in Arkansas. So hey, I'm a Floridian transplant, okay? okay? I'm over here running in flip-flops through tornado shelters. Okay? I hear you. <laughs> well, you've got the Southern accent down, so you're doing okay there. I appreciate it's that. catching on to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. So, you know, we've talked about, you know, the visual. We've talked about some of, you know, what you want them to see, uh, what you want them to feel, uh, and what you want them to know. I, I love that you said that. But also, before I got too far away from it, I did want you to talk about some of the experiences that you want them to feel and want them to have or want them to be a part of. Um, you know, you mentioned in a conversation before, surprise and delight in customer experience, I believe is what you said. Talk yeah. to you a little bit more about that, um, and then we'll wrap up here in a little bit. All right, let's throw some whipped cream on this Sunday. And that is definitely surprise and delight. Okay. I love whipped cream. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the thing we can get away with if you're on the keto diet. You can still have like the whipped cream. Well, I got to ask real quick, sidebar, put a pin in that. Are you a whipped cream or cool whip girl? Oh, man, I'm whipped cream all the ah! way. All the way. I love my whip. I feel like it's just too manufactured. I want the I... real deal. What are you, Heath? Now I have to know. What are you? Well, I go ready whip on on drinks like coffee or hot chocolate yeah. or whatever it may be. But if I'm doing like just straight out the tub, I can go cool with <laughs> Straight out the tub, I can go cool with. Straight out the tub. That's what, so I am born and raised Floridian, and I grew up about 20 minutes from the strawberry strawberry capital of yes, the U.S. Strawberries and cool with. City, Florida. Yeah, I'm in the I'm on the inland side of Tampa, and man, the strawberry festival and just like yeah, yes. I remember my childhood is the at Aerosol can. So I think that that takes me back there. I hadn't thought about that in a while. Great question. <laughs> I had to. Okay, so anyway, let's get delight. back to surprise and delight. Sorry. Uh, the fat kid in me came out. Oh no, but this is great. We're talking surprise and delight. We're talking something that is memorable 
and portable. Oh my God, let's have some really fun with this analogy here, right? My memorable, you know, and that portable, let me take it with you. That's, you know, there's so many ways to bring delight into your customer journey. And I think surprise is because either two things, we've either forgotten to do it or, um, or, or we've just overshot it a little bit. You know, it's not rocket science a lot of times. And, and I come from the uh, uh, heavily on the retention side of brand marketing. And so if you're looking for true marketing lead gen, you know, you're going to need to talk to someone that's really embedded in the marketing field. I stay in my lane and brand, and that brings me heavily into retention because you've already worked so hard to bring in that customer. I want to see you keep them for life or keep them for as long as your, you know, your customer life cycle is. And so you're going to find just these recommendations lean heavily on retention. But I, I believe that there are just a few things. And I pull some of this from my background, working with, again, those very high end, you know, high net worth um, individuals from that nonprofit sector. And I, I'm a big believer in expressing gratitude. So I'm just, I mean, I, I'm not going to give you a strategy. I'm just going to give you a few pointers here, but um, you know, you say please, and you say, thank you. Your marketing is saying, please, your sales is saying, please make sure you say, thank you. You know, so many times we, we get the sale, we celebrate that sale or binding that policy maybe internally, but have we celebrated what that has now meant to the customer? And there's so many ways to do this. Again, what works for one agency is different than another. But, you know, I, I mean, again, there is there is nothing to be said in the day of age old phone calls. I just was actually traveling last week and um, I got a phone call welcoming me uh, to this uh, beautiful rental property that I had, I had procured for this event that I was helping to host. And I thought, you know, I already got the email. I got the access code, you know, to this gorgeous three-story beach house. You know, I got the Wi-Fi code. I got what I needed to use this. I'm happy as a clam. I was delighted that I got a welcoming phone call, you know, and whether the person answers the phone or not, it doesn't matter. And if phone calls are not your thing, then use text messages, you know what I mean? Or, or look at how your communication is being delivered through digital delivery, but acknowledge that person, make that person feel like they are seen, that they are valued, that their business is more than just a premium. It's more than just a policy. You know it's what just I mean? a little bit of extra that nobody else is doing. It is. Um, that handwritten note, anytime I get a handwritten yes. note from anybody, you know, I got one the other day from my financial advisor. It's just a quick little, it was a, a, a whole thing, but it, it was just open the card in one sentence, but it yep. was handwritten. Yep. And it said, hey, thanks for your business. Hope you're having a good day. Thanks. Blah. You know, I was just like one sentence. It probably took him 30 seconds, but I was like, holy smokes. He wrote me a handwritten note. Yes. Terrible handwriting. That to me is, again, we're talking very personal right now, Heath. I love the note card. I find sometimes people will say, hey, well, we do these birthday postcards, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's got a cool printed message and we all sign it around the table at our staff meetings. You know, is this a good idea? Is this not? You know, and again, I'm not going to tell you if that's a, perhaps a bad idea unless it would be, you know, sometimes maybe on, on a, like a liability level, which a birthday postcard is not. But I might ask them, you know, yeah, that's good. But on the flip side, would would it just be better to not acknowledge birthdays, but maybe twice a year, we run a campaign cycle where we're going to do a gratitude campaign. And that's going to be either phone call, text messages, or the unexpected note card, like you're saying, same point of touch at a different time in a customer journey. Do you see where I'm kind of going with that? Like, do I No, I do. And I, I just I like that. I, I like challenging teams to say, oh, you know what? That is a little bit more surprise and delight. It's not the unexpected a little bit that maybe we've gotten used to. 
you know, one of the things that, and again, it's just a little thing, but one of the things I started doing, and I'll do it to everybody, but if it's someone I know on a personal level and I feel pretty strongly connected to, if I see on the old Facebook reminder of it's Sayla's birthday, you know, today, instead of going on Facebook like everybody else, if I have their phone number, I'm going to text them. Yeah. And just that little text, sometimes they'll be like, oh, thank you so much. I got 150, you know, Facebook messages. I didn't get to read them all, but I saw your text. It means a lot to me. Or if I'm scrolling through and I see, you know, it's Sayla. What's your husband's name? Michael. Sayla and Michael's anniversary today. Mm -hmm. You know, you put this beautiful post about how much you love Michael and you gush all over him. Then I'm going to shoot you a quick text. Say, hey, happy anniversary. Tell Michael, you know, he's a lucky man or whatever it may be. And I get those responses. People say, hey, man, that meant a lot to me. Thanks for the text. I agree uh, with you. I'm a big texter uh, and my wife's real big into the handwritten notes. And so, so you pick uh, one of those things. If you're yeah. not doing one of those things today, pick one, listen to what Heath is telling you. I mean, he's leading this, you know, from, uh, for, out of his company every day. I'm working with teams every day. I mean, uh, maybe it's again, the person who's answering the, the phone call at your front desk, if they can take 30 minutes twice a week and, you know, work through some of those note cards on behalf of your team. It doesn't just have to be you. They can sign your name. I mean, let's be honest here. There's lots of ways that we can kind of, again, create surprise and delight out of your company, but also to not overtax you as the business owner, you know, producer, um, but bring your team around the table. And, or maybe it's, it's how you engage your different departments, your, again, your customer service, your sales, your uh, client, you know, service department retention, whatever it is saying, okay, what does our what does our customer need from us to again be seen to be heard to be acknowledged i mean their business is what is creating the revenue in our business what can we do to engage them you know and and a few other things too is i'll say this this is a little bit of an outside the box type of a comment too, but it's also to, I look at it as brand indoctrination as some surprise and delight. Again, it's amazing so many times what I will sign on to a company for, I'll purchase. It's another thing to get follow-up communication beyond the gratitude here. I'm just pivoting to another kind of idea. It's another conversation for another time, but are you, are you helping me understand the depth of what you offer in a way that would, again, kind of indoctrinate me to your brand? So I like to create email welcome series. Again, if that's something you have, you might look at it again through that kind of grayscale lens that we've talked about today, say, really what's being communicated to, or is there a way that we can take some of that, you know, the, that brand culture, those kind of catchphrases or those commitments to your, your success and help you see that that's not just something we say out here in this platform, but it's integrated through our brand, you know, again, into our customer journey or where are there other areas that you need to know what we have to offer you that um, one of the a company I'm working with now in the insurance space is looking at saying, how can we get a larger footprint? How can we upsell to more of our existing customers? So they're coming into us for this product, but we offer all these other products, you know? And so there's ways that you can do that again at different points in this customer journey. And this is still in the surprise and delight because so many times they're just not communicated to, or it's only done through this kind of like just marketing communication. It's not done in a way that's connected to their customer journey. And there's just so many ways that you can use that branded customer journey to create even stronger raving fans. Yes. Uh, and you know what? Um, I I totally appreciate uh, another thing. And you brought it up once, but I want to make sure we bring it up again. Um, you brought up, and I want you to say it again, but the name of your company and I want to give you an opportunity, not necessarily for a, a two-hour commercial, but I do want you to feel like, uh, and I want because you've done a great job, and I think you've added so much value for the last hour, however long we've been talking. I want you to talk about your company a little bit, 
maybe uh, tell us some things that are going on. What yeah. things you can add to our industry and someone that's listening and say, hey, I want to connect with Sayla. What should I call her about or talk to her about? Give us a little bit there. Take as long as you want to until I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, Let take me take a sip want. of coffee first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's I'll awesome. Nu- I'll nutshell it. I told you I talk in bullet points. The company is Express My Brand. You can find me on Facebook. You can find it on Instagram. Just Express My Brand. Um, I also help to host a brand builder group on Facebook. Just Better Boulder Branding. Jump in that. Again, it's free of charge. Let's get some tips. Let's talk about branding in there. Uh, just again, a way to encourage the hearts of business owners and leaders who are focused on their brand. They understand that this is critical to the ROI that they're working towards achieving, you know, in their, in their work. And so if, if what we're talking about today is striking a chord with you, I really want to encourage you to look at a program I run called the brand builder is the brand builder group. It's a group coaching program over 12 weeks. And we unpack page by page by page of a brand playbook. Um, It does not include the logo or the visual. That's the one thing I want to make note of. It's so much more of what we've talked about today, which is the brand DNA, getting hyper clear on who you are and what you offer and why it matters to your industry. We are going to walk through what is your perception? What is your reputation? What are the insights you need to pull from it that then create the list of actions that either reinforce or pivot to where you want to be. So we do the first phase of that brand builders program, which is specifically for business owners. We look at that kind of internal, that what's going to be, what you need to lead out of to be effective in your business. Then we begin to look through the lens of the messaging. How are we going to communicate that? Again, this can go, that messaging can go across email, social media, website, uh, phone calls, flyers, anything you name from there. It's meant to be uh, plug and play, but we're actually going to build out your brand message. We're going to get hyper clear on target audience insights. And that is something I'm very passionate about. It's a step that a lot of us have either done in the past and we've, we've you know, kind of a set it and forget it. And a lot of times it's really forgotten or we need to just, we've, our, our audience has evolved. The industry is evolving. We've got, you know, again, an older audience. We need a newer one, you name it. And I'll walk you through an insight um, exercise that's going to help you hone into the understanding of your audience. Why? Because a great brand can speak the language of their audience. We don't just talk out of ourselves. We don't talk at people. We talk to them. And I'll help you shape your messaging in a way that's both the flow and how it's written out that expresses your brand. It will last you for years to come and create cohesion, again, in the messaging that's in your marketing materials going out. And then the last phase of this brand builders program is we look at this journey. We look at the brand journey. How are you then informing your marketing plan? How are you showing up on social media? How are you creating surprise and delight in your customer journey? And this is not a template. None of this is a template. It's all highly interactive, highly experiential. I am literally rolling up my sleeves and in the brand with you because every brand is different. There are principles that apply. It's classic systems, but with fresh perspective to what you need for your people. Please don't look at another agency and say, just because they do it, we should do it. No, we need to look at them and learn, or we need to look at best practices, but we need to turn back around and say, what resonates with our brand and what helps us to be most effective and who we're trying to reach and the reputation we're trying to shape so that we're answering the question consistently, what 
what do we want to be known for? And so reach out. You can just shoot me a message through expressmybrand.com. I'll send you more information on brand builders programs. I find that this is that value of intentionality and focus that you should take now. It will give you both uh, amazing ways to be more effective internally among your team. I love creating even like mantras. I call them rallying cries among a team so that everyone on a team, you know, get at different points, wherever they are, senior leadership, you know, to the newest hire or even an intern on your team. It doesn't matter. They're all speaking the same brand message. And then you're creating consistent ways that it's running across your marketing plan so that your customers know who you are and how you can help them the best. I'd love to talk to you more about brand builder program, if that would apply and help you build your business. Yes. Okay. And so is this something that you can do face-to-face with them? Is it on a Zoom call or is it something through emails? I mean, how do you go about doing okay, that? I know point. COVID's changed things. COVID's COVID. changed things, but, but it's actually how it's 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 how I've worked with my team this whole time. It's been great. COVID has okay. not helped. We have not skipped a beat. I offer brand builder program one-on-one. So I will work with you and your team specifically. We will run through the same series in a very high-end one-to-one. And then the other most, you know, more cost-effective option is the group coaching program. My next group program will actually launch in June. I run it two to three times a year and um, it'll start in June. You'll be among other business owners, maybe some from the industry, uh, insurance industry sector, from other uh, sectors. And that runs, um, I can give you the logistics for that. But what we do is I will deliver to you um, a, a training module that week on this very key topic. We get it's 12 week program. It's 12 points, 12 pages out of your brand playbook. I'll deliver that information to you. That'll help you to ingest it with action steps to take on it. Again, it's all meant to be very bite-sized, knowing a very busy business owner's schedule. And then we meet once a week on a mastermind call where we don't spend that time coaching. You know, we spend that time specifically digging into your brand. It's it's all Q&A, it's high touch. And then I have two accountability systems that I offer with that. So that throughout that 12 weeks, you have one-on-one access to me. I also have a team that works with me so that there's an area that they may be able to answer more specifically in. Obviously, I love so much of the brand development, but there are other outlier areas. They can jump in. And for that 12 weeks, you've got accountability and you have access through two other platforms so that you can be hyper-focused and take that time to say, we're going to we're going to focus on our brand. We're going to go grayscale and we're going to build this thing better. And then we're going to run that for the rest of the calendar year and the and next year and you name it from there. And then after that point, we can do a few little brand tune-ups if we need to here and there. But that's a highly intensive group. And I love that mix of digital and personal so that ultimately it is customized for you. Yeah, I, I love the accountability piece in there because I think so many times, we all do it. We go to a conference, we go to this meeting, we get involved. We're like, yeah, I'm going back and doing it all. And then we don't. We don't. We forget about it. Or we write down the notes and then we've lost that notebook or we put it down or we just sit on our coffee table. And we just. Yeah. So I love the accountability. I was in a, a sales coaching program with the greatest sales coach and meanest woman ever that called me every week. And yeah. I love you, Diane Masterson. But she called me every week. And wanted to make sure I was on my game. I was doing what I said I was going to do. She didn't let me up at all off the gas. She's like, you're going to keep going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And you're going to do this. 
Uh, and so I think that's really big, especially when you're going to be that hyper-focused on their branding. I think that's huge. So mm-hmm. I like so, the weekly rollout. I agree with you yeah. because it, it, I mean, Hey, I'm the first one to, to I'm, I'm, you know, more of a feeler than a thinker at times and I can get so energized and then look around and ask myself, okay, next Wednesday, what am I supposed to be doing to implement this? You know, right. and I've just gotten more and more highly applicable and highly practical through the years. And that's where I do like the bite-sized pieces because because yes. we don't need to be this, the, the, the modules we're working through, you don't need to do this every year. This is more, this is a high intensive focus. Right. When I say I'm going to work on my brand, there's other tools and things I offer for, you know, once your brand is maybe refreshed or reestablished or re-energized on just continued growth. This is really to say, you know what, I need to build a better, bolder brand. It's time to focus on it. But that's where that weekly rollout, I think helps agency owners and business owners. Like I said, they're busy. You you are super focused on your sales and marketing. So you need that incremental growth that builds from the inside out and gives you a playbook, a customized playbook. You're getting pages, chapters out of and what people are paying three, four, five times for in one-on-one work. And that's where I'm able to serve more business owners through this group program. Plus you're able to hear their questions. You're able to see where they're at. So many times we can look at others and this is a little bit of a sneaky generic and that's just, you know, comparison is what it is or being intimidated, you know, and that's not anything, again, we like to admit to. And don't worry, I'm not going to take you down that route of having to admit it. I'm just going to tell you that if you're dealing with any of that kind of comparison, any of that intimidation, any areas where you see discrepancies among your team and they're not speaking your language because you are the one that's carrying the flag, you know, for your business, this is what you need to do. And it's going just, again, give you that basis. Um, I worked through, um, a, I've a five-point branded approach. And I'll just say it really quick here, Heath, and then I'm done. Thanks for letting me get this out here. But we, the five building blocks to brand development, this is, these aren't the modules. The modules are specific, but this is the concept that they run on, is that it starts first with gaining that clarity. Like I mentioned at the very top of our conversation today, it's critical and it has to come out of you. It can't come out of anybody else. That clarity will give you that confidence. You will get this increased sense of confidence that we are in the right direction. I have seen that literally light the pants of high achieving leaders to go to greater capacity, okay? Clarity and confidence brings consistency. Branding is all about consistency. It's in our messaging. It's in our visuals. Okay. And I don't know, you don't have to say the same thing the same way all the time, but you have to know what you're saying consistently all the time. Okay. We unpack that category. Now we get to creativity. Again, so many times people think, I think branding is just the big creative, the advertising budgets, you know, the, you name it. And and that comes because where it's grounded in a place of confidence and that consistency. And the last thing I'll say then is you're able to focus on elevating your culture. And culture is where I find that so many businesses uh, want to get to a greater place of more effectiveness among their team. And that's creating raving fans. And it's amazing if you were to ask your customers what you do and how you help them and just the insights you get and how they translate it, you know, and, and the biggest litmus test for a brand is how other people translate it. I think Jeff Bezos is famous for saying like, it's what other people say about your company when you're not in the room, it's how they interpret that. And again, some, that's what we want. That's the fruit of the vine, right? But it all comes from this intentionality and this focus. And that's what the brand builders program is going to do. It's going to touch on every single one of those five areas, but break it down into tangible 
tactical ways that you're able to both gain those insights, gain that confidence, and, and, and then, but then run it through consistency, through creativity, and ultimately enhance your culture. So reach out to me. I've got more information to share on it. And I'd love to talk to you more about it to see if it's a good fit for where you're at in your company. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, they go to hello at expressmymarkets.com. No, express my brand. Express my brand. You can email directly hello at expressmybrand.com and get in touch express through my simply. www.expressmybrand.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and hello will go to you or somebody that will get it to you. And so yeah. you'll be able to connect that way. Uh, any other social handles, any kind of play, anything on your company you can, on there at all? Facebook or? and Instagram, express my brand. And then join, you can jump in that private group on Facebook, which is Better Boulder Branding on there. Better Boulder Branding. Love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today in Insurance Town. I had such a good time with you. I appreciate it. Mayor, I'm so glad you had me here today. Oh, yes. I feel like we were able to give a lot of insights. These are, yes. this is work I do every single day with, with agency owners just like you. And so thank you for what you're doing to, to bring them materials, to bring them, you know, people in different industries that can help uh, create the independent agency market, you know, and just strengthen it overall. I'm so glad I had this time with you. Yes. You're going to come back again now. Hey, there's a lot more talk we can talk about branding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll bring a can of whipped cream with me next time and like do a good squirt. And or I'll something. bring in the cool whip, baby. We'll have a good time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me and Selah today in Insurance Town. Was that not an incredible conversation? I hope you loved it. Please let me know, Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. Let me know that you love that. Uh, please. Uh, shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Reach out to Sayla. Uh, she left you her contact info. Let her know she was amazing. Let's keep this show going. My guests love when you reach out to them. My guests love, even if you just send a message, say, loved your episode. She loves it. Uh, after you listen to it, jump on my posts. You know, I post on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Jump on and say, Sayla, great job. Or say, you know, he. I loved it. Whatever it may be, I love that feedback. Today's episode was recorded, produced, and edited by my man, Ryan, over at Ready, Set, Podcast. If you've got an idea for your own show, or you think you can do it better than me, or you think if he can do it, surely I can, <laughs> go to GetReadySetPodcast.com and uh, reach out to them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find Ready, Set, Podcast anywhere you need to. Ready, set, podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.